Hello everyone. Welcome to Digital Marketing Gyan Podcast. Your favorite podcast where we interact with eminent guests from the digital marketing world and try to understand the latest trends, techniques, case studies and updates in this domain. I'm your host Prince Kumar and today we are very much excited to discuss on the topic Google is a child that wants to learn understanding how SEO actually works and our guest for today is Jason Brandon he is also called the brand SAP guy Jason is an author and a digital marketing consultant who specializes in brand SAP and knowledge panels He has recently published his first book The Fundamentals of Brand SCRP for Business. He regularly publishes articles on leading digital marketing publications such as Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land and regularly writes for others. Hi Jason, a warm welcome on our show. Thank you very much Prince. It's absolutely lovely to be here. Okay. So Jason, just to start with our conversation, can you help us know a bit about your corporate journey? Because definitely we know that you must be having a vast experience into this corporate world. So can you just help the audience understand a bit about yourself? Yeah, I, I've actually uh, created, founded multiple companies over the years, uh, but I've always created these companies to serve the purpose that I was trying to fulfill. So the first company was actually a record company. um we released records because i had a music group and i wanted to release the records so i created the music uh, company the record company to release the record the second one was a children's uh, entertainment company because i wanted to make cartoons for kids uh, and we based that in mauritius uh, in the, in the indian ocean uh, which was absolutely delightful living on a tropical island uh, that was a very successful business we we did very 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 well for a few years Uh, and now I've created Cadicube, which is digital marketing uh, focusing on brand SERPs, the search engine results page for a brand name. So what your audience sees when they Google your brand name, uh, and Knowledge Panels too, which is a reflection of Google's understanding of who you are, what you're doing, who your audience is. And this particular company is incredibly uh, technical and digital. The one before was all about cartoons for kids, and the one before that was about music uh, in the funk, folk punk environment, which is wonderful. Do you basically work on these two terms only, like the brand SERP and the knowledge panel, or you work for the overall SEO? Well, I don't work directly on the overall SEO, okay. but the overall SEO benefits enormously from the brand SERP and the knowledge panel. Basically, if Google has an understanding of who you are what you do and who your audience is that is reflected in your knowledge panel on your brand sir once it's understood who you are what you do and who your audience is that's the point at which it's much more likely to offer your offers and solutions to its users when they're searching for a solution to their problem or an answer to their question because at the very foundation what google is doing is getting its users from their problem to the solution to that problem as efficiently as possible and in order to offer you as a solution to any problem 
to the correct audience, it needs to understand, once again, who you are, what you do, and who your audience is. That's where you win the SEO game. It's the foundation of the house that is SEO. You have, uh, you know, given a bit of detail about what we are planning for today. And uh, so just aside of that, you have also recently launched the book. So can you help the audience understand a bit about the book, what it is or what are the major contents that we, that one can expect? What is the book or you know, kind of what are the crest of the book and also who are the target audience or who are the audience who should purchase this book or who should read this book? Right. So that's a really, really interesting question because I wrote the book because I'd done, I'd created some video courses, so I've got online courses, and the courses sell very well, but some people couldn't understand what I was talking about because it was a little bit too technical for them. It was aimed at people who understood digital marketing a little bit. So what I then did is took the courses and wrote them as a book so that anybody can understand what it is I'm talking about, why it's important, and how you can drive your entire online business strategy through simply looking at your brand through the lens of Google. So what Google shows when your audience Googles your brand name is a reflection of its understanding of what your audience is looking for. So as soon as you look at that result and you see it's not showing what I thought it should show, you immediately know that Google has misunderstood. And if it's misunderstood, that means that your digital footprint, which is what it understands you from, is incorrect. And what you then do is rather than think, well, where shall I go first? Shall I go to Facebook first? Or shall I go to Twitter first to correct that? Or shall I go to Crunchbase or get some articles in the uh, Times of India, for example? You would look at your brand SERP and you would say, well, what's that? I can start there. So it allows you to prioritize step by step how you go out there and, and make sure that your digital ecosystem is healthy and that you're truly engaging with the, your audience, your real audience, in the places that they really do hang out. And the other thing, of course, is that it reflects back to the brand message that you're putting out there. So you can immediately see, is the internet reflecting what I think about my own brand? So that's the foundational idea of it. It's a, an incredibly simple approach to your entire digital marketing strategy. And then on top of that, you can build lots of simple things, which are the book contains lots of good advice about how to manage your homepage so that it looks great at the top when somebody searches your brand name, how to get a knowledge panel on the right-hand side. That's the information box that Google shows on the right-hand side on the desktop how to get your social media channels to look great, how to get them to rank, how to get them up there onto the brand SERP so that they can represent you to your audience in the way you want. Because your brand SERP is your business card. And Google's aim with that business card is to say to the user, its user who are your audience, and remember your audience is a subset of Google's users. Google is saying to them, here is what I have understood about this brand, this company. And here is where you might want to engage with them. So if you look at uh, CaliCube's brand set, for example, it starts with the CaliCube.com site, then the CaliCube Pro SaaS platform, then Twitter boxes, then video bo YouTube video boxes, 
then LinkedIn, and then Crunchbase. So you can go down there and the, our users who are searching for us can choose how they want to engage with the company and its products. So uh, at this book, for the digital marketer or even business owners can understand these, uh, you know, kind of uh, the strategy that you have. Yeah, it's a great question. I, as I said, uh, I actually got some help with, the, with writing the book from somebody who didn't know anything about digital marketing. And between us, she, well, she basically said to me, this is too complicated, I don't understand. So we rewrote it together to make it so that it's accessible to absolutely any business owner. Uh, and one of, uh, one of the uh, agencies that use our SaaS platform, which is a very geeky, complicated uh, software as a service platform, buys a copy of the book and gives it to every single client he takes on. And he says, you read that book, you will understand where we're coming from, why we're doing this, why it's good for your business. And they all read it over a weekend. At the end of the weekend, they come back and they say, I've got it, I've understood, I know where we're going. I have in my mind a digital marketing strategy for my business, big or small. Great, great. This is a great testimony that you have mentioned that, you know, since your client are recommending it to their customers, then that can be the best thing that They're not just recommending it, they're buying it for no, their clients. They're buying big boxes and giving them away, which is great. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, since we will be talking about SARP, along with that, we will also try to understand from your point of view that what do you think are some of the major trends that are dominating the SEO industry as of now? Right. That, that's a lovely question because the biggest trend of all is the move away from keywords, the concept of what somebody types into Google, to what did what are they actually looking for? What is their intent? What is their problem? And Google's getting better and better understanding that problem. So it's less and less about matching words on your page to the words in the search query, and more and more about matching the solution on your web page to the problem that the user has expressed to Google. That's point number one. Point number two is EAT, Expertise, Authority, and Trustworthiness. Google, because it wants to send its users to the best possible solution, it's looking for a solution from a provider who is expert in the field, authoritative within that field, and trustworthy, let's say credible, a credible solution. And we talk a lot about expertise, authority, and trust, Google say EAT. That's all about you ensuring that you focus on your core topic and that you provide the best possible solution to your end user. So we're looking much more at topicality, authoritativeness, trustworthiness, and expertise to serve an intent which is represented by the words that people type into Google. So as businesses, we need to start thinking much more, interestingly enough, as businesses. As an offline business, you would expect somebody to come back because you're expert, you're authoritative, and you're trustworthy, and because you serve their need. It's exactly the same with Google online. You want people walking, let's say, walking in off the street that is Google. Google is a street. People are walking down it looking for things. You want them to walk into their shop when you can actually provide a solution. You don't want somebody looking to buy a pen walking into your electronic, electronic store. It's a waste of everybody's time. So you've really got to focus on who you're trying to serve and how you can communicate to Google, educate Google as we see later on, 
educate Google about who it is you serve with what solutions and why you are the best in your market. So definitely you have given a kind of, you know, one of the most a kind of uh, the trend that should be dominating and that edge dominating and that is what we need to understand because keyword, like working on the keyword was the work of the past. Now we need to understand what are the intent of our end. So coming to the topic that uh, we have planned for today, and this is something that is very interesting and people want to know more about it. Like you have mentioned that Google is a child that wants to learn. So can you help us understand why uh, this statement is there and what is the rationale behind it? Yeah, um, this move away from keywords is linked to Google becoming more intelligent, let's say. So I did some air quotes there because intelligence is a is a relative kind of idea for a machine at least. In the old world of SEO, when Google was, let's say, a bit stupid, it would look at the characters in a word and it would match it to the words on the page and it would say, well, if that page has the same set of characters, J-A-S-O-N space B-A-R-N-A-R-D, it must be about Jason Barnard. And that's a very simplistic thing of saying, we, we match the words in the query to the words on the page. But you immediately come across a big problem, which is words are ambiguous. Intent isn't always obvious. Uh, intent is sometimes explicit, buy red shoes. And sometimes it's implicit. Um, great red shoes. I'd be looking for great red shoes because I want to buy them. So that's an implicit intent to buy. Um, and Google's trying to understand that intent. But in order to understand that intent, it needs to understand the world. And it's trying to understand the world much like a child tries to understand the world. So what, what we have is if you have, imagine a child who has a, a, an encyclopedia, let's say the child is looking at Wikipedia. It can look things up in Wikipedia and it's terribly happy and it's got the facts in front of it. Google is a child with Wikipedia times a hundred million. It has so many facts in front of it and what it's trying to do is work through this, uh, this massive, massive encyclopedia that's the web, but it's, the information is disorganized. And so it's trying to organize the information in its mind so that it can understand the world correctly. And as you well know, and I well know, human beings are not consistent. Human beings are, have a tendency to be a, a little bit random. So what the child has is our incredibly confused set of signals to try to understand us in particular. I'm talking now at the micro level. My company probably doesn't explain itself as well as it possibly could. It isn't clear to the child. So the first step we need to do is say, how am I explaining who I am, what I do, and who my audience is to this child? And I do that on my website. And the child sees that on my website and it says, okay, right, I understand that because you've been very clear about what it is you do, who you serve, and then we can point it. We can say to the child, we'll go over there to my LinkedIn profile, go to Crunchbase, go to Wikidata, go to IMDB, go to the Times of India. And it will say the same thing. There is corroborative information. But crucially, if the child goes there and it says something different, or it says the same thing in a very bizarre, strange manner that it doesn't understand, you're not helping the child to learn. The child needs to learn by uh, consistent corroborative sources saying the same thing that confirm what you've already said about yourself. 
and it needs to find that information on authoritative, trustworthy sites. Right. So we come back to that, that idea of uh, authoritative and trustworthy and expert. And when it goes to these sites, it's not necessarily, for example, the Times of India. It, you don't need these big, 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 big uh, press or, or sources. They, you, you want to look for something that's niche and geolocally um, pertinent. So for me, in Paris, the Times of India isn't the best source for me to get this confirmation for the child of who I am, what I do, and who my audience is. It would be the local Parisian newspaper because I live in Paris in France. Uh, and so you want to look for these uh, corroborative sources, get that information onto them so the child can see this corroboration, this confirmation from sources it trusts within your niche, both industry and geo. This idea you have given and this is why I guess you have mentioned upon it. And that is why the reason, because Google is still into the learning, Google is trying to understand what is objective value. So how do you think that Google will be evolving in the future? In the, or let's say if we cannot predict the future, so at least for the next one to two years, how do you think that Google will be evolving? Google's moving increasingly towards providing information directly on its search engine results pages. So the next one to two years, we're going to see more and more information being provided by Google on the search engine results page, the SERP. Um, so people won't need to click through to the sites because if we come back to what I said earlier, Google's aim is to get the person, the user, to the solution to their problem as efficiently as possible. And it's more efficient on the search results page than having to click through to your website. That's very unfortunate for the website, but we have to learn to live with that because that's what's going to happen. The other thing it's going to do is try to help its users along the journey that it thinks they are trying to take. So what that means is it will increasingly, increasingly give us choices that we didn't initially search for. And one example of that is uh, people also ask. You see them all the time. It's the additional questions that people also ask that Google puts in the middle of the results. And they're related questions to whatever it is you search for. So if I, if I search for uh, the uh, brand certs, it will show a related question, what is branding in SEO? Another related question, what is SEO? Uh, another question, what is, a, uh, what is a SERP? And what Google is doing is saying, well, if you're interested in brand SERPs, you are potentially interested in these related questions. So what it's doing is guiding me, the user, through a journey using the SERP to, to provide me with what I think they call them educational moments, where they think they can help educators and help us move towards our ultimate goal. Because when we're searching for something, you know, brand search's very vague. If Google can get me to be more specific by proposing different paths through the SERP, that's very interesting. So that's where we're going. As businesses, we need to understand that Google's aim is always to provide the solution the most efficiently it can to its user. So since you have mentioned that uh, Google is trying or you know the plan of Google is somewhere to show the end result at the SERP page only. So how do you think that the digital marketers or the SEO guys need to rework on their strategy so that they can get the best from it? That's a great question. The, the, the content that you produce 
is a representation of your brand. And every piece of content you produce, Google digests it and it sees it as one tiny piece in the puzzle that makes up your entire brand message and your entire brand presence. But each of those pieces has an opportunity to appear on a SERP or in Google Discover uh, or on Google News. And you need to make sure that the content you're making is aimed at your audience. Don't aim it at Google. Don't create content because you think Google will like it. Create content because it's useful, helpful, and valuable to your audience. It provides a solution to a problem they truly have, and that it is truly your core audience that you're creating the content for. When you create the content, you create it for the user, and then you package it for Google. And packaging it for Google is all the SEO techniques. It's making sure that the wording is understandable. It's making sure you're using the, the headings within the text. It's making sure that when you make a video, you do a transcript and you do subtitles, so that, and you add schema markup as well. And that means that Google can digest this content, understand it more easily, because the better it understands what it is you're offering and to whom, the more likely it is to present it to your correct audience. Yeah. And things like Google Discover, is Google, once again, pushing this content towards a user. Google Discover is all about push notification, push kind of uh, content, excuse me. Google saying, because we know who you are, because we, you, you have a Google account or you have an Android phone, we can suggest content that we think is interesting. So as a marketer, we need to know, make sure that Google understands who our audience is, because then it can potentially push our content to that audience without that audience actively searching for anything in particular. So we get push, pushed, sorry, towards our audience, the subset of Google's users who are truly our audience. And that is very powerful. You're right, you're very right. So uh, since you were mentioning about the Google Discover, so similarly, we have Google Knowledge Graph and Google News. Yeah. So can you help us understand that what is the opportunity in these platforms or in these mediums that the SEO guys need to explore to get a good increase into their overall SEO because they are a kind of considered as a gold mine if we mention about industry. So can you help us understand that how we can leverage these all things like the Google Knowledge Graph, the Google Discover and the Google News? Yeah, I think the most fundamentally important thing is the understanding that Google has. Um, you mentioned the knowledge graph, we're talking about Discover. We're talk the foundational aspect of the future of SEO for every brand is how well does Google understand who you are? How well does it understand what you have to offer? And how well does it understand to whom you can offer it, i.e. your audience? And have you convinced it that you are the best solution? And Everything in SEO will be based on that. As I said earlier on, it's the foundation. And SEO is the house you put on top of it. If you just aim for keywords and you do SEO for SEO's sake, let's say, you won't have any foundations and the house will fall apart. You need to build the foundational understanding that Google has in order to build your SEO house so that Google can then serve the content. And the other important thing is you can't expect Google to expect or uh, understand, sorry, all on its own. 
as I said earlier, the information about us is fragmented. We tend not to be very consistent when we talk about ourselves. Your profile on LinkedIn contradicts your profile on Twitter. It contradicts Crunchbase. And your website says something different and entirely different again. And from that perspective, if you start now cleaning up, doing a spring clean on your brand house, let's say, making sure that all of this information corresponds so that Google, the child, can get a clear picture of who you are, what you do, and who your audience is, that's the place to start. The spring clean on what currently exists. Then you've built the foundation of understanding that Google will be able to get in its brain. And then you can start working on your EAT, expertise, authority, and trust, by indicating to Google, building those foundations more and more solid by convincing it that it has 100% understood because you have understanding and then you have confidence in that understanding. So the first thing is to build understanding by doing your spring clean. And the next thing is to build confidence in that understanding by presenting reliable sources to back you up. So can you also help the audience understand like if they have a business or if they have a website? So what are the best thing or what are the things that they can work upon to get their website visible into Google News? Because getting the visibility in Google News, it's not fabulous because Google News has a kind of restriction that it should not be more promotional, you know, something like that. So can you help the audience understand like what can be the basic thing that we should practice if we want that our website should be visible into Google News? Yeah, I mean, Google News is really tricky because the idea of news is very much uh, media-based. So it's going to be uh, newspapers and magazines and um, TV channels. So as a, as a small publisher, it's very difficult to get any traction at all in Google News. And you're competing against very big websites. The other problem is that Google News and Google Discover, for that matter, are very short term. They'll peak very quickly and then they'll disappear. So if you can't hit it right on the nail and get the timing exactly right, you've lost all your efforts. So unless you're a news outlet, I wouldn't recommend Google News as being a particularly great target for SEO. You want to look for the evergreen content, the content that your audience are always looking for. So um, from that perspective, things like FAQs are great. Answering the simple questions in a simple manner for your audience, the questions they will always be asking. So I'm not saying don't, don't go for Google News. I'm saying it's time sensitive, it's difficult, and you're competing against the big guns. Whereas if you go for FAQs, it's simple, and you're competing for your audience's attention with simple, helpful answers to simple questions. And I think the second option for me is more powerful and more reasonable for a smaller business. So you have also talked about brand SRP optimization being as designing your Google business. Hmm. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the, 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 the world of, of Zoom that we've been through during the COVID pandemic has been interesting from the perspective of when you meet somebody face to face before COVID, you would then walk out of the room, go home, and if you were interested in working with them, you would Google their name on your computer. And I was saying, that's your Google business card, but you don't really know it because people, people, people do it themselves, but they don't think other people do it to them. But during Zoom, the Zoom period, let's call it, of COVID, I'm talking to you. I'm sitting here on my phone 
pretending to listen to you, Googling your name to check out who you are. So it's actually now this, this source of information for us all talking to each other um, remotely like this. So you can imagine that while I'm in a meeting with you as a potential client, let's say, um, we'll be Googling each other. And that is your business card. What you're saying to me is great, but the business card that I'm looking at while I'm talking to you needs to confirm. And it needs to confirm, and I'm coming back to it again, the expertise, the authority, and the credibility, and the trustworthiness. Because if I'm talking to you about working with me as an agency to help you with your brand circle, your knowledge panel, if you search my name and it says something along the lines of um, Jason Barnard is uh, a doctor in philosophy from Liverpool, you're not going to trust me to help you with your brand SERP and your knowledge panel. But if it says Jason Barnard is the brand SERP guy, he specializes in knowledge panels on brand SERPs, and there's lots of videos of me talking about it, and there's a knowledge panel that also says the same thing, Google is um, recommending that aspect of my of me. So you're looking at my Google business card and you're thinking, wow, yeah, he does do what he says he does. He is an expert, he is authoritative, he is trustworthy, he is credible, and Google has confirmed it. And ask yourself the question, why did you look on Google? Because you trust Google. So Google's judgment on who you are, what you do, who your audience is, and Google's representation of you through your Google business card is phenomenally important. Definitely, definitely. Very rightly you have said that because, you know, before COVID, people used to, when they were used to interact, then they used to have that intro and by that only they were making sense. But now we have that opportunity that if we are meeting everyone online, at a same instance, we can check their complete profile, yeah. their complete bio, their experience, these all things, and we can get a better understanding of the person. And that also, I guess, it will be in hardly in five to ten minutes that we can take out the complete intro. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that people research each other and they research companies and they do it through Google is something that is blindingly obvious when you think about it. Um, because we all do it. And the fact that you can control um, what people see when they are researching you through Google, basically um, optimizing the lens through which Google is, is um, magnifying you, it's something we can do. We can educate this child that is Google to show us to our audience and people researching us in the best possible light. The child wants to represent us honestly. It just needs to understand and we need to explain. Perfectly. And I guess uh, the best example that we can see is in the recruitment because previously that was an option. But nowadays, like whenever most of the recruitment happens, the recruiter have a class of the complete profile on Google, on LinkedIn or, you know, on the online platform to make an impression. So before you are appearing for one-to-one -one interview, your impression mm. has been created based on your personal brand that you have on Google. Exactly, yeah. I mean, for, for individuals um, looking for a job, you need to think about LinkedIn a lot because recruiters will look at LinkedIn, but also, yes, Google, um, they're not going to go through. I mean, as a recruiter, you, you you would want to investigate as much as possible. But what does Google provide? Google provides a summary. 
So it's really easy for them to just go, well, I'll go through Google and look at that very quickly. And because it's providing a summary of the person, it's a really easy way for them to research without having to go to multiple sites. But in the case of recruitment, I don't think the brand set, the personal brand set is so very important because by definition, our names are quite um, ambiguous. So researching through Google, unless the person uh, has an unusual name, is going to be relatively difficult. Um, so from, from a recruitment point of view, I would look more, now I think it through. Having started the question saying, yeah, you Google business card, uh, focus on LinkedIn first. Focus on where the employer is going to be looking within your industry and then start thinking about Google because, um, but for all of us, all of us, Google is going to be phenomenally important. Come what may, Google is going to be important as individuals and as businesses. Got it. So thank you. I guess you have given a lot of insight today. Uh, before ending the show, can you just give any last piece of advice to the businesses on how they should be prepared for the future with the ever-changing Google? Right, great question. The Start thinking about uh, marketing rather than SEO. If you've got a business, then you have an understanding of marketing, so you've got off to a great start. Your marketing, just like you would in the real world, but it's on the digital platform. It's on not just Google, but Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Crunchbase, Times of India, and so on and so forth. It's marketing, but in the digital world. And if you want to prepare for the future, you need to think like a marketer, create content as a marketer that is useful truly to your audience, and then you can start packaging that for Google. So as a marketer, moving into the future and building a sustainable business online, Google isn't your first priority. Marketing to your audience is your first priority. Packaging it to Google, excuse me, packaging it all for Google comes further down the line. So my advice for the future would be get your priorities right, build a business online, and bake Google into your packaging of your content. If you understand bake into, it means make sure that when you're building your content, the packaging that you are going to do for Google is already present in the content wherever possible. So think ahead, become a marketer, Google becomes the, 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 the bonus that you get after you've built this content that's already become profitable because it's so helpful and useful to your audience wherever they happen to be online. Thank you so much for your advice. So with this, now we have come to the end of today's episode. Once again, thank you, Jason, for sharing valuable information about how the SEO actually works and how the business owners or even the SEO guys need to plan their strategy with the ever evolving group. And if we are able to work according to the changes or the according to the changing of the strategies of Google, then definitely we will succeed. But if we are on the other track or if we are thinking or if we are going with a keyword trend only and these all things, somewhere we will be lacking. 
so there were lot of information and lot of takeaways which the audience can go so thank you so much and i look forward to have you again on our show and discuss a lot more about seo thank you Bro- brilliant thank you so much prince that was delightful yeah.